This podcast discusses cannabis and is intended for audiences 21 and over. Living amongst the cannabis plant is like, that's the benefit in itself. You know, I always tell my husband, when we're not growing plants, it's so boring here. (laughs) I know that sounds silly, but it's just like, they have such great energy. The aromas are in the room. You have a purpose because you got to check on these plants. For people who are depressed or anxious, this can really be very therapeutic, very helpful just to be around the plants and the aromas and terpenes of the plants just by inhaling them because our nose is the only sense connected to our brain. We start to feel those therapeutic effects just from being around the plants. Welcome back to How to Do the Pot, a podcast demystifying cannabis for women. I'm Ellen Scanlon. You just heard from Sandra Gwines, a California-based nurse, also known as the Kush Nurse, about why she loves growing cannabis at home. On today's episode, we're going to dig into why you might want to grow weed, why women love to share the cannabis they grow, and how to cultivate the right mindset for this gardening project. Whether you can grow cannabis at home depends a lot on where you live, so please check your state laws. We have a list on our website, dothepot.com, with the most recent information on states that allow home grows, and I'll link to it in the show notes. In our next few episodes, we're going to share all the best tips for growing at home from some great cannabis experts. It's been fascinating to hear different women's perspectives on this, and I know that it's really helped me appreciate the agricultural side of the weed that you can buy in the store. I hope these episodes will feel maybe like a farm visit, a really fun way to spend some time, and then you can decide if you want to try growing yourself. Before we get into this week's episode, I am so grateful to the people who have been asking how they can support the show. Please tell all your friends. Word of mouth is a great way to help us grow our listeners. Another thing you can do is sign up for How to Do the Pots newsletter. It's a twice a month resource that helps you feel confident about cannabis for health, well-being, and for fun. There are already thousands of subscribers reading and replying with comments and tips. And the more, the merrier. We couldn't do this without you. Please go to dothepot.com to sign up. Thank you. I really appreciate your support for the show. California-based Kendra Stocking, the director of sales at Natura, a supply chain company for the global cannabis industry, and her sister, Kelsey Ledesma, are my inspiration for heading down the rabbit hole of learning about growing weed at home. Kelsey explains how they started growing. My floral business actually started with my fiance and I doing a lot of gardening, just for fun. And then... One day I opened up my sock drawer and saw all these weed seeds that I had collected over the years for no reason. Just kept throwing them in there, right? And the thing with seeds, like anybody who gardens knows that seeds are supposed to be kept dark and dry. You know, you don't want them getting wet or anything. So a sock drawer was like a perfect place to keep them over the course of probably eight years. And we happened to have all these gardening supplies and we had the seeds and we thought, why not? Let's give it a shot. Kelsey and Kendra started their growing project with help from their family and a lot of DIY research. 
My fiance did a lot of research into it and he kind of naturally has a green thumb too. So it was just a lot of research and going off our gut feeling and how it looked compared to what people were saying it should look like. And YouTube. Oh my gosh, YouTube. YouTube is a wealth of information for anything, but especially for growing weed. They started growing inside from cannabis seeds with a small setup of lights, but were pretty quickly able to move their plants outside. We kept them in a closet that was lit. I remember them actually popping up real easy. They popped out of their little soil bucket, little tiny buckets we had them in, and they were like, I am here and I am ready to grow. (laughs) And they wanted to grow. I mean, that's why we call it weed, right? But as they grew, eventually they just became outdoor plants and we just watered them a lot and (laughs) replanted them, you know, to get them bigger and bigger. And there was no like coaxing them to grow. They wanted to, they responded really well to all of the environments we put them in. And we didn't have a problem getting them to the size they were. That's for sure. They had a few things going in their favor too. We were living in the desert too. So we were in like Palmdale where it's warm and hot all the time. Their plants yielded a lot of weed. So one of their favorite parts of growing was being able to share it. We got pounds probably. Maybe a pound, a pound, I think. We didn't even know where to put it. Like like there was nowhere left to put it. Like We just had jars, big Mason jars full of weed. Mm -hmm. I actually had a friend who was diagnosed with breast cancer at 26. So a lot of our weed went to coconut oils and butters and different things for her to have to manage things that she was going through. It was worth it. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of time. But it was worth it. We got a ton out of it. It was cool. Nothing like sitting around with a pound of weed in your house. Sandra Gwines also grows weed at home. She has a tip for beginners. My biggest growing tip is kill some plants. (laughs) And I know that sounds crazy, but when people start to grow, they're just like so afraid it's going to die. Sometimes you have to kill a few things for something to grow because you have to learn what this plant is communicating to you. In the beginning, we kept notes. We had a whiteboard (laughs) and we wrote like our watering cycle, our feeding cycle and our light cycles, all that stuff on there. Um, indoor growing, if possible, is way easier. I'm just going to say that. Um, you don't have to control for the elements. <laughs> you don't have to worry about how much sunlight you have or where you put your plants. It can be more cost prohibitive at times because you have to buy, you know, light and other things. We tend to be very DIY and low maintenance growers here. We still have to purchase a few things to get started. But I think indoor is honestly so much easier to manage. Sandra also loves that growing her own means she has lots of weed to share. You know, you can share with whoever you want. (laughs) Um, Sharing is caring or make your own preparations and things. I like to make a lot of things. So I make CBD oil. I make, you know, THC oils. I make cooking oils. I make gummies. I make butter. I make all kinds of things. And I share all of my bounty. (laughs) It's also been great because when you are growing and you're making your own preparations, you have a little bit more control as to how much you want to consume. You know, here in California, you can probably trade with somebody. There's plenty of places um, and people that grow and trade. We have um, four women right now that are growing. So there's always a robust... (laughs) 
movement of, you know, things here and there and sharing and making like that part in itself is therapeutic. Just being around people and cooking with cannabis is, is pretty cool. If cooking with cannabis sounds like fun, check out episodes 166, 167, and 168 for chef's tips for making easy edibles at home. I do want to caution that growing your own cannabis is definitely time-consuming and can be a challenge. The next few episodes are going to help you make some important decisions, like do you want to grow your plants indoors or outdoors, whether to grow from seed, a plant clone, or an autoflower plant. And don't worry, I'll explain what all those things mean. (laughs) And ensuring you have the space and the privacy that you need. One of the books that has helped me learn about growing weed is called Grow Your Own. Nicole Graff is one of its co-authors, and she's also the co-owner of Raven, an organic cannabis farm in Washington State. She has some sage advice about cultivating the right mindset for this project. I think making sure that this is a project that you actually want to be present for and invested in, and you're going to get excited to pay attention to your plants, to learn about what a pest infestation looks like, to learn about what a nutrient deficiency looks like, or maybe too much water, too little water. Um, I think often, I don't know if it's generational, if it's cultural, but I hear people talking about their chosen responsibilities, especially, or projects they're undertaking with this resentment, like, oh, yeah, there's something wrong with my plant, but, you know, I just don't even have time to think about it. It'll be fine. Maybe don't have a garden this year if it's not something you want to actually be doing and invested in asking questions about and being curious about, oh, my plant has something wrong with it. I'm going to learn something, you know, I don't know what it is. It's not any of the things I've dealt with before. So being excited about finding a solution means you're actually going to take the time to find a solution before it gets too late, before it becomes this, again, another nagging thing in the back of your head that is an anxiety source rather than a source of excitement that you get to learn a bunch of things about. And I think the stress reduction technique is reframing things that bring us anxiety as things that can be exciting, really treating your garden with a sense of excitement and a sense of wonder and a sense of possibility and learning versus this thing to be scared about. I hate all of these memes that I'm seeing right now. For some reason, this is the year about like being snarky about gardening. And it'll be a picture of a tomato and be like, spent $175 building out my garden, spent six weeks of my life, you know, tilling the soil, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, saved 35 cents on one heirloom tomato. I'm like, that's not how gardening works. A, that's not the point of gardening. B, that's not true. And if if that's how you're viewing it and that's what you're putting into it, maybe gardening ain't for you. You know, maybe that's not your hobby of choice and that's fine. As a writer of a book about growing and the owner of a cannabis business, why does Nicole want to share all her hard-earned knowledge about the plant? A lot of people ask us, like, why are you encouraging people to grow at home when you own a cannabis business? You should be encouraging people to buy your weed. And it's like, I want people to understand what it takes to grow good cannabis. And if they can do that on their own and feel comfortable doing it and it brings them joy, go for it and do it. A lot of people, you know, it'll be fun for a couple seasons or they'll be able to grow one strain. But at the end of the day, they want someone else to do it for them because it's it's kind of a lot of work and it's kind of picky and it, it does take up time and space in your life. And if it's not something that you really love doing, you don't have to do it. No one's forcing you to do it. Support people who are doing it and are doing it in a way that you believe in now that you understand how it's done. 
I recently finished a book called Steal Like an Artist by Austin Kleon, and it had a quote that I loved. It said, share your dots, but you don't have to connect them. That's really what we're trying to do with these Growing Weed episodes. Whether you make these connections is up to you. I just want to share all the dots. Hopefully you've learned a few things and gotten excited to think more about growing your own weed at home and stay tuned. We have so much more to share with you. Thank you for listening to How to Do the Pot. For lots more information and past episodes, visit dothepot.com. Are you one of the thousands of people who love How to Do the Pot's newsletter? If you're not getting it, please sign up at dothepot.com. And if you like How to Do the Pot, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps people find the show. Thank you to producers Maddie Fair and Nick Patry. I'm Ellen Scanlon, and stay tuned for more of How to Do the Pot.